A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to all the people, saying, A prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for you from among your own kin. To him you shall listen. This is exactly what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly. When you said, Let us not again hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire any more, lest we die. And the Lord said to me, This was well said, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their kin, and will put my words into his mouth. He shall tell them all that I command him. Whoever will not listen to my words which he speaks in my name, I myself will make him answer for it. But if a prophet presumes to speak in my name an oracle that I have not commanded him to speak, or speaks in the name of other gods, he shall die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to him. If today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us, for he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert where your fathers tempted me. They tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, I should like you to be free of anxieties. An unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord, but a married man is anxious about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and he is divided. An unmarried woman or a virgin is anxious about the things of the Lord, so that she may be holy in both body and spirit. A married woman, on the other hand, is anxious about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. I'm telling you this for your own benefit, not to impose a restraint upon you, but for the sake of propriety and adherence to the Lord without distraction. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. So in our first reading uh, situation, Moses, he's getting older. Death is kind of on the horizon. Uh, so he's giving the people the law for a second time to clarify uh, because they had fallen into sin again. And he's telling them, look, there's going to be another prophet that God will raise up. And you're going to listen to him just like you listened to me. So Moses was is was the greatest prophet. Um, prophet meaning one who experiences intimacy with God and conveys the will of God to the people. So prophet, not one who like tells the future or just, you know, kind of preaches a tough message, but the key to the prophet is that the prophet is a man or woman of prayer, that they love the Lord and they spend time with God. 
And spending time with God, not only is their own love inflamed, but then God communicates to that prophet a message that God wants the people to, to speak. So this is what Moses does. He goes up the mountain alone with God. He comes down and, he's, and he speaks to the people and they follow him. Now Moses makes a reference here when he's telling this in Deuteronomy uh, to this scene that occurred several decades earlier on Mount Horeb when the people said, we don't want to see God anymore. So initially God revealed himself in just a, a small way to, to all the people, including Moses. And the people really panicked because it was frightening. And so they tell Moses, look, you're our leader. Go up to God on the mountain and let him reveal himself to you. But don't have tell him not to reveal himself to us because we're afraid we're going to die. We want to hear from God. We just don't want to see him. So you go up and you kind of be the ambassador or the mediator. And then you come down and tell us what God has to say. So, so Moses becomes this intermediary figure, which is significant. So again, the, the people, by and large, trust Moses because they realize it's God himself that is kind of pouring himself out into Moses. So this is what that word authority means. Moses has authority. Authority comes from the Greek exousia, uh, which means to come out of. So God is pouring, again, himself or emptying himself out of the Trinity into coming out of the, the heavens, if you will, into Moses. And then Jesus here in the synagogue, they're amazed that people are like, this is our new Moses. He speaks with authority, not like the scribes. The people can, can tell that Jesus is one with God. And then Jesus kind of backs this up by performing the miracle. So then the miracle is interesting. The, the demon um, recognized that Jesus is the Holy One of God. Now, look, demons are fallen angels. Angels, these, these creatures, are, are smarter than, than man. They, they see more clearly. They're, they're more able. So, yeah, a demon is twisted, but a demon still kind of can see the truth and the reality that we, we always can't see. So the demon is speaking the truth when he says this is the Holy One of God. So the people are actually learning from the demon. This probably wasn't the demon's intention. And then the demon has this interesting line. He says, what, this is how he opens. What, do you, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Now, this is another way the demon actually kind of teaches us, teaches the people. What have you to do with us? So Jesus is getting up there and teaching in the synagogue. Now, you think like some teachers and, you know, I have in mind like a professor at a college, you know, giving like, you know, a lecture to, you know, one of those like assembly halls with like 300 students. You know, he's just there to, to kind of get out this information and, you know, whether the student receives or not, you know, it like doesn't really care. Um, you know, some, some, you know, preachers or they just give sermons, which is more about like making sure the, the message is clear and concise and, you know, orthodox, doc, doctrinally and whatnot. Um, but the demon is saying, is acknowledging like Jesus is not that kind of teacher. He's not just getting up there for the sake of getting up there and just giving out theory. Jesus is speaking specifically to the people. That's why he says, what have you to do with us? Have you come to destroy us? It's like Jesus is speaking to preaching to that demon. He's not just talking theory about the Trinity. He's trying to set this man free. So that's the kind of teaching Jesus, Jesus gives to everyone. And this is what's amazing about God. His, his teaching is, is generic in a way. Like he gives us you know, lessons for 
how to work in the world and how to, to live well. But then he speaks specifically to you and your circumstances, you know, your family situation, your health, um, you're relating to the world and the community and the church and the family around you, right? There's, a, there's something that you need to hear specifically. And especially if you're burdened or you're, you're living not in joy or not the fullness of joy. Remember Jesus last week, he spoke to the four fishermen and he called them into a life of freedom and joy. And now he's doing that to all the people in the synagogue. So again, to really trust that Jesus is, is here to not impose a burden on you or to like make you feel small, but he's here to set you free. And it's for you to listen to Jesus. Now, again, I'm the preacher. I'm kind of like Moses in a way. Priests are, are supposed to be like this. You know, I go up the mountain. I retreat from you all. And, and I pray every day, multiple times a day. I'm alone with God all throughout my day, really. Because I'm, I'm one with God. It's my own love for God. But it's because he's calling me to what say something to me to say to you. This is like one of the messages he's telling me to say to you. But, you know, that was what Moses did. The people were afraid to go be with God. The, the, the circumstances have changed. You, you no longer need to be afraid to go to God. You too can go up the mountain. Uh, you can go to prayer because God has something to say to you. It's a, it's a message that will bring you joy. And again, a message that will bring you freedom and peace. May you hear it. Amen.